You are about to listen to Where Your Treasure Is, the podcast where faith and finance meet. Please note, the views expressed are our own and in no way represent any form of financial advice. And remember, investments can go down as well as up. Happy listening. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Where Your Treasure Is. And in this particular episode, we are going to be looking at the kind of practical outworking of giving and how that can look in our lives. So Simon, what have you been up to recently? Well, I have very recently returned from a trip to Poland and specifically to the bit of Poland that is right next to Ukraine. And the reason for that was to to go and take some aid across to the refugees and also to those still living in Ukraine, actually, but who had been displaced or who had been suffering from the effects of the Ukraine conflict. Fantastic. And what led you to do this? How did you get involved? Why did you end up driving a big lorry over? Okay, so it actually started with a friend of mine, a chap by the name of Dan Clark, who I've known for many, many years. And Dan was very much led through, we would say, the Holy Spirit prompting, through guidance, through a number of people sharing with him at church, understanding what they thought God was telling him to do, which he worked out to mean he should be doing something practical about the Ukraine conflict. So he approached me a few months back and said, would I be willing to go with him driving a van load of aid down through Europe over to the Ukraine-Polish border? And at the time, I couldn't do it. My passport didn't quite have enough time left on it, not to let me out of the country. I could get into Europe, but the UK wouldn't let me back in, annoyingly. So I couldn't go the first trip. So I renewed my passport. And then for his second trip, I said, yes, I could go and do it. So the mission trip this time grew. Um, He was fundraising and he was also collecting aid. He was working with a charity local to us here in Aberdeenshire who were raising and collecting aid for transportation. But he had some contacts with a couple of communities within Ukraine, individuals who had specific needs for a local orphanage and also for really medical supplies for local hospitals. And so we ended up taking three vans of aid, six drivers, and we kind of rode in shifts. And it was about a 1200 mile journey out to the about 10 kilometers from the border we got to. And we were at the side of Ukraine that really wasn't affected yet by the conflict, but certainly affected by people affected by the impact of the conflict and many, many refugees coming through the border into Poland. And so, yeah, we uh, jumped in our vans, loaded them with mostly food and medical supplies and uh, started driving and did that last week. And just to jump back a little bit to what you said earlier, you talked about Dan having a sense that this is what the Holy Spirit was asking him to do and prompting him to do. And as a podcast, which looks at kind of where faith and finance intersect, I wondered if you had any more thoughts about really discerning what the Holy Spirit is saying about, I suppose, our money, but also our resources more generally. How do we know when it's God who's asking us to do something? It's a really deep, profound question, Bex. And I think the answer is going to be different for all of us. I know when I trust Dan and in my life in the past, he has been one of those people through whom God has spoken to me about things to do with my career and and, and my family and life choices. 
So I know that Dan has practiced, I suppose, hearing God's voice and discerning what the Holy Spirit is saying. I think we all have a challenge when it comes to generosity, when it comes to charity, because there are so many good causes out there that we could give to, whether we're giving money or we're giving our time or our effort. And so I don't think we can give fully to everything. I know we can't. So we almost have to wait to be prompted. Now, that can't be an excuse. Oh, I didn't feel prompted, therefore I'm not going to give. We've spoken in the podcast previously about the idea of deliberate generosity. Now, I'm going to give and I'm going to seek God to find out how much to give or, or how to give. And then I'll wait for the prompting of, well, where's that giving going to go to? And that's what I feel happened here. You know, Dan was open to to hear the prompting of the Holy Spirit. He was open for his heart to be moved. And then in that moment, I suppose the question for him was, how would he give? Would he give financially or would he give in a much more practical sense? It's really interesting and really encouraging to just hear that sense of concepts we've spoken about actually playing out in the real world and how that can look um, in reality rather than just an abstract thought. And so can you describe the mission trip in the context of Where Your Treasure Is? Ah, the Where Your Treasure Is podcast title. Um, So let me give you a bit of an analogy and see if this helps it make sense, because it does for me. Bex, have you ever been involved in maybe like a workplace sweepstake or amongst friends, a sporting sweepstake where you kind of get given a random name of a football team or a Eurovision song country and you put a couple of pounds in to raise money. Have you ever done that? Absolutely. It's one of my favourite pastimes at big sporting events. So I'm not desperately sporty. I could, you know, I could happily let a big event pass me by. But if I've been given the name of a potential winner... And I've put a couple of pounds into the pot. And obviously it's being done for the right reasons. It's not being done out of a sense of gambling or trying to win. It's trying to raise some money. Then suddenly my interest is much more acute. I care about how is my team doing, even if my team happens to be completely random. And they could be rubbish. doesn't matter. They're my team. In that moment, where my money is, they're my heart is also it's as though having been given a random chance I now really care about the outcome and I think that is what Jesus kind of speaks about in this moment where he really turns upside down some of the natural human understanding of generosity if you ask most people I think they would say something like well I give because my heart is so inclined. I care about a cause, whether it is the war in Ukraine, or I care about the needs of people locally or a certain group of people. And because I care, I therefore choose to give. It's like um, the phrase, you know, you put your money where your mouth is. You put your money where your heart is. And that seems perfectly natural, perfectly logical. But that isn't what Jesus says. He says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, fundamentally, I think he was talking about the kingdom. He was talking about building up treasure in heaven. He was talking about how we choose to give 
of our money and our time and our effort to growing the kingdom, to glorifying him and God's name. And that when we give, we are our kind of hearts follow. And so what that makes me think is that we have an element of control about where our hearts end up going. And in this moment, when I was asked, you know, will you come with me, said my friend Dan, in a van to Poland to take aid to Ukraine? I had a choice. I could have said, no, I'm not going to do that. Thanks very much for asking, though. Um, maybe there's another way that I can give. But my choice was to say, yeah, I'm going to investigate doing that, check out the practicalities and then go ahead and do it. In that moment, it's as though my heart follows my head and my head says, I'm going to do that for all sorts of reasons. And so I now care more about not just generally the conflict in Ukraine. I care about specific people who I met. I care about a specific community where we sent aid to. I care about specific children in an orphanage who've lost their parents. And I think it's a great exercise in practical Christianity, in practical generosity, that we can choose to give and let our hearts follow with all sorts of very interesting outcomes. And just what an amazing privilege that through doing that, you now have children who you've met, who you can pray for by name, um, who you can continue to contend for. And I just love the way um, that God's designed us to all be so individually unique and to almost use those passions um, to advance the kingdom. So for instance, I know in my life, um, through my own experience with mental health and um, those who I love, that that's become something I've been far more passionate about, both in terms of giving time, praying about it, but also giving financially. And I just love the way that God uses our own life circumstances and individual passions to outwork his kingdom. So we've spoken a little bit, well, a lot in the podcast about our finances and money, but what are the ways we can give? Yeah, so I think money is the place that most people immediately gravitate towards when you talk about giving or generosity or even philanthropy. It's putting your hand in your pocket and it's giving some cash. And that's really important. Just about every element of charitable work of the church is associated with a cost. And so putting your hand in your pocket really matters. But it's by no means the only way that we can give. So when I think about the trip over to Ukraine, what did I give? I gave some of my time. So six days away from home, away from family, away from work to commit to enabling that trip to happen. If I had just put my hand in my pocket, it would have meant one less driver. One less driver meant one less van. One less van meant a third as much aid couldn't get there. So practically, I was able to give time. You also have to have ability. There's no point in me volunteering my time if I can't actually drive a van. That wasn't going to work or didn't have a passport. So in different ways, when we give our time, we're also giving our ability or we're giving our expertise. So in my day job, for example, of being a financial planner, I've become skilled and experienced in helping people make good financial choices, make wise financial decisions. And I can use that experience in other ways to help people 
with my expertise. It doesn't take much time. It doesn't take much money, but it's an area where I excel and therefore people get a lot of value very quickly. I'm just thinking back to that trip to Poland. A lot of the time I was just sitting on my bum. You know, it was just driving and it was long and it was a bit boring. The conversation was great, but it just was time with, with no real effort involved. But there was a moment when we arrived near the border and we had three vans full of aid, about three and a half tons worth probably. And we had to take it out of our vans and we had to put it into the van, the lorry, that had been driven across the border by a couple of Ukrainian ladies and, and their dad because the men couldn't leave Ukraine. They had to go and fight. And it was about 30 degrees and it was burning hot sunshine. And there's us six Peeliwali Abadonians humping boxes of aid and food and medicine around. That was effort. Now, sometimes it's all about the effort. We need physical work being done. Doesn't cost much, doesn't take much time, but you have to have a bit of strength and sweat a little bit to get involved. So we can give our effort. I also gave my support. So Dan had planned to do this. He was going, but he couldn't do it alone. It would have been really hard for one man to jump in a van and drive 1,200 miles there and 1,200 miles back. It would have taken ages. But by people offering their support, yes, I'm going to come with you. Yes, I'm going to give. Yes, I'm going to fundraise for you. It becomes a whole lot more effective. And so when we lend our support to a cause, we can also lend our reputation. I believe in this. Therefore, people that I know might come alongside and also give and become part of the generosity exercise. We also give something of respect to the person who's doing this. I didn't lead this mission trip. No, I just got along and I drove a little bit. But by doing that, I believe that I was supporting very practically those who were leading it. And they need that support. We can't always be the ones who have the, the wonderful ideas and the great opportunities. But if we find somebody who we value and we trust and we can offer them our support and we can offer them some of the practical giving as well, then they are able to be much more effective in their own journey of generosity. And that impacts far more than just one person can ever do. And there are other things as well. We can commit some of our time to people, our space, the inconvenience of being out of the normal rotor of life. We can give away our family. You know, my wife and my kids had to give me up for those six days. That was them being generous as well. And in fact, Bex, the more you begin to think about it, the more and more ways there are for us to give and be generous, which are not just money. And so that prompts the question in my head of when do we give what? When you are looking at a situation and you feel prompted to give, how do you discern what you should give, whether it's purely financial, whether it's purely time, whether it's a mixture of all the things you spoke about? How would you go about deciding what to give? Sometimes I think it's really obvious if my friend Dan had said to me, look, can you come with me on a trip to Ukraine? And it happened to clash with a family holiday I had booked or my passport. You know, I couldn't go in the first trip because my passport wouldn't let me. I couldn't give those things, but I was able to give financially to that first trip. He needed both. He needed a financial support. He needed physical support. Sometimes people just cannot give financially. They don't have the capacity 
whether or not they've made choices in terms of their giving to to God and to the kingdom, to the church, or if they have just nothing at all. They have no money, but what they do have is time, or they have ability, or they have expertise. In those moments, the right thing to give is what you can, and what you can doesn't have to be money. I think there are times when we have a choice of how much we give in different ways. And we've mentioned it already now, where your heart is, where you feel as though I I care about this cause, whether it's mental health, whether it's a, a crisis somewhere in the world, whether it's a certain type of illness that you have experienced or a family member has experienced. When someone close to you is raising money for a cause or is is working towards a specific outcome, I think in those moments you feel inspired to get alongside them. And it might be then you say, what do you need most from me? I'm prepared to give what you need most. If you need money, I'll give money. You need time, I'll give time. You need my support, you get my support. Always knowing that you could give forever. And so I think in my life that the giving decision comes first. When it comes to money, here's how much we're going to give as a family. And then we'll work out who's going to receive that money. When it comes to time, I was very conscious uh, and being a small business owner, so I run a financial planning practice and there, there are three members of staff who work with me now. I was very conscious of the pressure of time when you want to spend time with your family, but you've also got a career to think about. And so what I did with conversation with my colleagues a couple of years back is try to create a framework for giving time. And so I made it a part of the contract of all the employees, myself included, that we would have one week per year, which we would give as volunteering time. So my staff still get paid for that week's work, but they have to spend it doing something in a voluntary basis. And so when this opportunity came for me to drive with Dan to Poland, it's going to take a week. It's like ticking the box. I've already chosen to give a week somewhere. And here's the place to give it. That's far easier than someone asking you to give time. And then you have to carve time out of your busy schedule because we will fill our schedules with good things, with spending time with people, with work. But if you can say, I've already chosen to give time. And the only question is, who will I give it to? What cause will I give it to? It makes it so much easier in the moment to give. And so many companies will offer volunteering time. It might be a day, a year. It might be more than that. If they don't, go and ask your employer. Would you support me? Employer supported volunteering. It's a thing. It's great for communities. It's great for workplaces. It's great for reputation of businesses, actually. We encourage our employees to give of their time. And so let's use that opportunity to be deliberate about giving, not just money, but our time, our expertise, our energy, our space, our convenience, and let's give. I think all those things puts a big smile on God's face. That is so helpful, Simon. And I love the way you've just expanded the concept of giving. So often we can get fixated on the financial side and just outwork that in a number of practical ways from going to Ukraine to the way that you've actually set up your business to incorporate that into the very structure and fabric of it. And I think what's been really clear throughout everything you've said is just the intentionality behind every action 
and that it's often the intentionality which then allows us to give and allows us to partner with God in these moments. So I think we're just about to wrap up this bonus episode. Is there anything you want to add before we bring things to a close? If I could say one final thing, it would be this. It's the grace of giving. You said partnering with God right then. I think it's exactly that. God is at work. He invites us to get alongside him, to partner with him, to be involved in his grace as we give. And stewardship says this, we're not giving our own stuff. We're simply using what God has given us to glorify him. So for those listening, if you're not already involved in giving in some aspect, I would encourage you, it is so good for you. It's so good for the community that you're part of. And it's so good for your relationship with God. Excellent. We are going to wrap up this episode here. As ever, if you have thoughts, questions for us, you can get in touch with us at where your treasure is at freerangepodcasting.co.uk or you can reach out to us on Instagram at where your treasure is podcast and we'd love to hear from you. And so we'll say bye for now and see you next time. Thanks, Bex. See you next time. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Free Range Podcasting. Let us take you where you and your podcast want to go. Thank you.